really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking job, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke with Sean Walchef uh, from Cali Comfort Barbecue. That's me, and I've got my boy here, Derek Marceau from yo, yo. Valley Farm Market. Uh, we are recording live, coming to you live from Valley Farm Market, this beautiful podcast studio, that uh, 60-year-old butcher shop that Derek's been hard at work uh, getting, getting detailed in. Yeah? Yeah, it's here. It's here. We're here. Ready to go. I like to reclaim uh, wood. Right? Yeah, Isn't that nice? Wood. It's, uh, figure we had to do something rustic. We couldn't just be modern and, um, you know, get everything going. So, yeah, that's, uh, pretty so much what we got. Why, why did we even start this podcast? We wanted to learn from other people if they had to go through the same shit we had to go through, going through our barbecue and being entrepreneurs and, uh, learning more about businesses and growing and, and listening to, uh, all the horror stories that everyone else has, not just you and I. Pretty much. So, I mean, we failed multiple times. I know at Cali Comfort Barbecue, if we didn't become a barbecue restaurant, I don't think we'd be in business today. Uh, Derek and I, we met back 2009, I believe it was, back in the Spring Valley Barbecue 2008, 2009. Festival. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're very fired up today to bring uh, one of our favorite pitmasters in all of California, John Bracmonti. From Brazen Barbecue, uh, welcome, John. Thanks, guys. I'm really excited to be here. We uh, we're happy to find another entrepreneur, find somebody uh, that's willing to come out here and share some share some stories to let people know what the real world is, being an entrepreneur and going from a competitive Kansas City Barbecue Society team to actually competing every single day that you open up. <laughs> that's your what restaurant. I was. That's what I was just gonna yeah. say. It's the the difference between serving. You know, just barbecue or competition-style barbecue at a restaurant. Um, kudos to both you guys for uh, being able to do that. I think that's uh, outstanding. Um, so, John, talk to us about it, man. What was uh, how how did it all come about? What was the the reason to uh, turn to barbecue? So, uh, a little background. Um, I uh, grew up in Escondido. Had an uncle from Texas, uh, you know, typical Texan. Everything's better in Texas, so forth. Bigger, better boy. Yeah, exactly. So I was a kid. My dad, uh, we're outside working. All of a sudden, this truck pulls up, and on the back is this big-ass smoker. You know, one of those ones that's, you know, made from one-inch steel, that kind of thing. Thick gauge, heavy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you need a forklift to move the thing around pretty much. <laughs> and... My dad had no idea, but my uncle, you know, just because he's is who he is, said, "Here, you need a you need a real barbecue from Texas," and he sent that <laughs> out there. But that kind of started my passion for barbecue. I definitely became the one in the family that kind of got that thing going and uh, just started cooking. I love stick you know, burner, <clears throat> big yeah, stick burner. Yeah, that's usually what they yeah exactly go to towards Texas. So, um, yeah, dual stacks and everything, and right. uh, I have some scars from some burns that I got, <laughs> yeah. you know, as I learned, but. Um, yeah, I enjoyed, especially when there was parties, I wanted to always cook something on that, on that smoker. Even if it was just burgers, you know, smoke some burgers and things. But, sure. uh, you know, when you've got something like that, there's so much you can do. We had a blast, you know, summer family get togethers and things like that and just lighten th- that thing up. And this is back in the time where in San Diego area, you know, barbecue meant lighting your, you know, turning on your propane. Grilling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Grilling and, some burgers. And actually, you know, using real wood and things like that, that was that was a whole different concept to a lot of people. But um, once I got to try some real ribs with some, you know, that were smoked, you know, that's a whole eye opener. It's not the same thing you get at Chili's. Yeah, absolutely. That's a trip. I mean, sometimes when you get those ribs from Chili's and hey, Chili's ribs are could be good sometimes. But I mean, it's just a completely different game learning how to do it on the barbecue and and the smokers and um, really learning that it's an art and you know funny you were saying how you wanted to do it for your friends and family and and it's something you take pride in yeah. it's something that's really contagious and you're like well no I man i was so close to nailing that you know i can't wait till i do it again and you know this time i'm gonna change this or i'm gonna do this or i'm gonna separate my brisket and i'm gonna you know separate the flat and the point and i'm gonna you know do different things or whatever you do but you start to learn you start to progress and it's, it's exciting absolutely i mean i, I mean 
you know, I probably started when, I don't know, 12, 14 years, when I was 12, 14 years old, and I'm still experimenting, sure. you know, 20-something years later, maybe a little more than that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're always you're always tweaking, always they're trying to do something else. Like So like you said, experimenting, just, right. yeah. So then were you, what did you do before you started competing in the KCBS? Were you, did you have... What, what line of work were you so in? So I was. I uh, had a little bit of an odd, odd path that took me to where you know into the barbecue world. But I started off. I was a uh, computer science major from UCSD, and uh, developed software. Got me into. I started developing software for aviation, and got me into running an operation um, as a, uh, a GM, where we handled all corporate and private aircraft down at Lindbergh Field. Oh, wow. Um, and that's where I met my uh, business partner, Brad. Okay. Uh, we had one of the de- departments we had was a, a catering for these aircraft, and Brad was the executive chef of that, and we just developed a friendship. And From uh, you eating his food. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Nice. And, and, <laughs> and I learned, guys, yeah. That's how a lot of my friendships came about, too. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong. Why do you Get, think this guy's someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We just developed a friendship, and he taught me... I've grown up in kind of one of those families where your grandma and your mom, everything was home cooked, and I loved cooking. Always had a passion for it. But meeting Brad uh, just took my, you know, I learned so much more. He's a class, classically trained chef. Only way he's ever made a uh, a dollar has been in a kitchen, and I learned a ton from him. And we just had an opportunity and said, "Hey, let's go do this how, know, together." Do you, do you remember how it happened? Because it's, it's always like you know a, a late night or sometime. It, the, there's probably a bar there's that involved. conversation yeah, yeah there's a bar yeah. maybe a couple beers maybe one or two our, our stomping ground was the aero club you guys there you go know oh, that. Yeah, so you know after work over there but i guarantee you this whole thing was developed at the uh aero club yeah yeah you guys just started talking about you know hey would it be possible yeah um yeah exactly you know what what is it going to take can we do this and uh his wife uh worked for a another barbecue local barbecue um uh, guy had guy who had a couple couple different locations mm-hmm. and he was you know he kind of also gave us some pointers and everything so that was kind of yeah valuable. i was going to ask how did, how did it transition from him being this you know executive chef to uh barbecue he kind of just answered that with his his wife was in it and so he probably grew some admiration towards the barbecue world and you loved to barbecue so it just barbecue just brought you guys yeah exactly together. yeah i mean we just um it, it, it was a perfect fit for both of us really and it was something new to him because he's always done all these other different kinds of cuisines but not barbecue and so it was exciting to him as well because this is something new mm-hmm. and when he got in and we started playing around he saw you know kind of those endless possibilities just you know there's so many different ways and methods and and you know just keep learning and learning so he was really into it and this is a guy who's been cooking his whole life but this was new to him as well so it was really exciting for him sure and me to be able to kind of feed off of his background and his knowledge and um together we just just we came up with what is you know a better barbecue product as we kept learning more and more and experimenting more and more so was the goal always to open up a barbecue restaurant or was it to do catering or to be a competitive team how how did it how did it transform into what it is today it really became like one day let let's open a restaurant okay Mm -hmm. let's do this all right and then what's the path that we're going to take to get there well, um, one of the things we really thought that was important was to compete, um, to de- kind of develop that product, see where it really is. And you hear the, the term uh, award-winning barbecue sure. thrown around all the time. Um, but it's one thing to cook, you know, for your families and friends or maybe, um, yeah, I don't know, some local event. But to compete against the best there is in the nation really, really, really allows you to put that stamp of approval on, oh, your, yeah. on, your, uh, on your product. And we learned a lot just from that uh, Talk, you know, like just like you and like you and I talk to each other and learn about things we go through in the business side and barbecue side. But you sit out there in these competitions, you got a lot of downtime where you're sitting and you're just learning from these guys as well. Sure. And they're not just competitors; they're people who also own restaurants or in the catering business and thing like things mm-hmm. like that. So there's a lot of knowledge and there's just a lot of great people who are always willing to share what they've learned. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, we can't say enough good things about Gene Goykachea because he, and I, I mean, you've, he's even Im- had an impact on your life. Yeah, I know, yeah, absolutely. you know, when you started competing, um, you know, when did you first meet Gene? 
you know, it was, we so we started competing in 2009, and I don't remember the exact time. I, it was probably one of those things where you know what, mm -hmm. you kind of re start recognizing this guy sure. at the at the competition somewhat regularly, and then you get to and know. You see everybody talking to him and asking him questions. <clears throat> yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Um, then I learned a lot. Of, you know, then we we met, and you know, he's he's San Diego as well, and things like that. And yeah, he's got you know his knowledge. I know he's been doing it for a long time, and mm -hmm. he's definitely one of those people who I was you know able to pick their brain, his brain. So in 2009, you guys won the coveted Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, that was. So tell us kind of how that happened. So our first competition, we go out and. Um, Where was that at? It was Hesperia. Okay. And, and um, how was your anxiety? So <laughs> the the thing is, is you don't realize how strong, very strong. <laughs> strong, very strong. No, I'll tell you the truth. We were totally confident. Yeah. Here, you know, here's me. I've been cooking that, barbecue my whole life. Right. Here's Brad. He's that's been, actually more accurate. Yeah. Because that's how we yeah. were. Right. We, we were all fired up. Oh. Thomas was taking home the first place trophy for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Until you get up there and you realize how under underutilized everything you have. And oh, and you, you're just you realize, unprepared. oh, I'm not even close. No. I've got so much more work right. to do. I think we got. Uh, I, I forget what we what we did, but it was definitely bottom bottom third or more you know it's like oh okay well i guess we have a little bit of work to do this is no joke this yeah. is like i said earlier going you know it's one thing your fam family and friends are like oh this is the best barbecue i've ever tried well no now you're going you're now you're now you're really actually having the best barbecue out there it, exactly yeah. and being judged by people who really know what sure real barbecue well, and good it's barbecue sanctioned is. It's, exactly i mean they're travel around and you eat quality barbecue mm -hmm. that's something and unique to the barbecue industry is opening up a barbecue restaurant you actually have a path where you can go and compete mm -hmm. you know there's very few i mean you can't go to a sushi competition right you know there's no sanctioned sushi competition but you know if you do want to go out there and test your product i mean there's no better place to do some product testing than at a kcbs event no, no. it's 100 the nfl of barbecue absolutely we've yeah. talked about that a yeah. lot and it's um definitely holds itself to a standard that um is is the best out there. I mean, we we try to make KCBS quality food yes. here. You know, and it's it actually holds me to a standard of what I can put out. Sure, and um, try to put out that like we talked about competition style barbecue to the masses, and that that's crazy. But um, yeah, keep going about your story. Sorry. No, so, yeah. So I mean, we just we just started. You so know. that was the first contest. Yeah, that was the and first contest. Did you pick up any points at that, or um, not you know, you I, I, th I think we actually got a call in chicken. Okay, that first time. That's so impressive. That, yeah, so that kind of gave us some, sure. you know, like, oh, okay, that was fun. You what know? were you smoking on? Uh, we since day one have been smoking on the uh, Weber Smoky Mountains. Man, those things are so consistent. Yeah, we started with eighteen inch, two eighteen inchers. Mm -hmm. um, they're great, and you'll see out there people out there with these massive rigs and things like that. But you know, we we can. Do just as good or better on on those. If things. you're not doing people's choice, yeah, I mean that's kind of the way to go. Yeah, you know, for something sure. small that you know that you, you you're good, you're good and consistent with. Um, the bigger ones are coming, you know, from our commercial stuff now that we have to feed the masses. But you know, if you want to just try to win, I mean. That's that's the way to go. Those are really nice. Yeah, and it's funny. We always talk about. Um, I was showing you guys the uh, little WSM mm -hmm. in the restaurant. Yeah, and it's just like, there's where we started, and now we got this big yeah. old big old wool hickory. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, feeding to the masses. What so. do you think? What do you think was the biggest failure that you guys had competing in the in the early on, or do you think you just got, you know, things worked out? I mean, getting rookie of the year is probably one of the most difficult things you can do. Because the learning curve is so steep. It, it was, but I think we were so passionate about it. We, we went from a team that was not doing very well, well to very quickly kind of understanding this barbecue thing. And um, our success definitely came in the latter part of the, of the season. Uh, one of the big contests for us where we uh, started, I guess you could say, get some recognition was the uh, stagecoach competition mm -hmm. that year. And it was a massive comp competition. Do you know how many teams? Uh, it, I believe at the time it was about 60, which then was massive. Sure. You know, now there's a lot of 60, 60 right. you know, person teams are, mm -hmm. you know, uh, competing. But back then it was, you know, no joke. We, there was people from all over driving their rigs out there and things like that. And we had a, so a few good calls. And, For, do you remember what they were in? You know, I don't. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I I would most likely say, like, I think it was probably chicken and mm -hmm. pork were the things that we kind of mastered early on. 
Um, ribs definitely took us a while, as did brisket. No, brisket, my <laughs> fucking nemesis. Yeah. It's been what, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but it's it's what took me the longest. I mean, I, I've made some inedible yeah. briskets before. I mean, just like undercook, overcook, um, seasonings wrong. I mean, just... And but. that's and that's for everyone. You, you, anyone, you know, comes to me and they want to. Oh, I need some help with my barbecue. It's always they just can't figure out brisket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say this at this point, you know, and I'm sure with you guys as well. You've done so many now. It's like you know, it's like cake, cakewalk. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I feel like I can, you know, for the most part, put out a pretty good brisket. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely not not an easy meat to kind of figure out at the beginning. Well, it's a weight bearing muscle, so it's a very very tough piece of meat. Yeah. And if you don't break it down all the way, you know my, you know I was just talking to my buddy when we were talking to uh, my old teammate Jeremy Clary, and he wanted to know, <laughs> you know, what's going on with this brisket I'm cooking? It's so damn tough. And he's like, I got so one of my buddies told me you know take it off for one sixty five, and I thought, man, that's just too long. You know, I, I want it you know nice and red. I'm like. 165 dude we got to go over 200 <laughs> yeah we got to be like yeah. right you know right right there at 200 well we, we take ours off around 204 205 um and he's like you got to be kidding me and then the next day he actually flew back to texas and did it and he's like wow it's way better than doing it for longer but i was i was in the same boat as him yeah and, and brisket's one of those things i i I don't, there's only a few people that I allow to take them off at the restaurant. Um, I wish I could be the only one that ever does it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I've had briskets done at 195, and I've had some go to 210. And I, I if you the ask feel? me, depends on the yeah, size. Yeah, I don't even, yep. I don't even, I just go by the feel. Yeah. Um, Gene, Gene tried to pass that on to us, and I told him I can't, I can't teach my guys how to feel. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There's only about, there's only about for three us to people. grow. I can't, I, I need some, some sort of operating procedure. And I get it. And when yeah. I, if I, if, if I have to, I tell them 205. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell them 205, and I'm, and I hope that's okay for that brisket that they pull off. But and it always depends. We, we do some wagyu ones, some akaushi uh-huh. that. I mean, and it gets to that temperature way faster. Mm. So our cooking time that I tell my guys has now changed because now we're using this wagyu with all the marbling that yeah. it's just going through it real, real fast. And he's like, well, I, I put it on for an, an, an hour, a pound, and all of a sudden, you know, it was way too, I'm like, well, no, dude, now you got to go out, you got to check it, and you got to feel it. And, then, and it's some of the best brisket yeah. once it's done right. What do you think those, because you said you had to focus on details which is what really made you guys a better team. What kind of details were you guys focused on? Um, we started really, like, I guess I would say probably our third year of competition is when we really, could, I could say we started being a successful team. So like 2012? Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a latter part of, of 11. Um, yeah, actually 11 you, is, I think. you open the restaurant in, in, 20, 11. in 2011? Yeah, actually, so yes, it was 2011. We uh, had some good wins. Um, and our, the, our proudest competition was a, uh, it was the, uh, American barbecue, American barbecue challenge. I think it was called, mm-hmm. um, held in Vegas, brought out a, it capped at a hundred teams, wow. hundred of the best teams in the nation, and even, even a team or two from Europe. Wow. And we actually did a competition on Friday, Friday to Saturday in Bakersfield, literally right when we turned in at Bakersfield, we jetted over no to Vegas. <laughs> um, showed up about nine thirty at night. You guys are all fucking in. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this, it's it's definitely. You know, we we. Uh, in fact, we were just together with some people, and it's, it's still a little talked about. So right? It feels yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. That's, those we, are the, those are the barbecue war stories. Yeah, they're exactly. like my eyeballs are bleeding, but I got to drive to this comp. Exactly. <laughs> and we ended up uh, uh, second overall. So uh, oh, we, wow. were, we were beat by the team of the the KCBS team of the year. Um, Hilton, Munchin Hogs, the Hilton. They were the number one team that mm-hmm. year, and I think they're still really successful. Awesome. Uh, but that was great feeling. It was right before we opened the restaurant as well, uh, and then a lot of money, which is you know when you're opening a restaurant, absolutely, that, that was perfect as For well. Sure. So, um, but to go back to your question about things, <laughs> it was really kind of gaining that experience and starting to learn, like getting getting a rhythm, because once you know you're. The whole night before, the, say it's a, a Saturday competition, you're starting on Friday. Yeah, you know you're you're just kind of cruising along. But when you wake up in the morning, if you do go to bed, but when you when things start happening, it's a hectic four hours, and that's where mistakes are made. You're over, you you you're caught up doing one thing, you don't realize your ribs are overcooked, and you know or, or you know there's numerous things that can go wrong. But it was really just the attention to detail, nailing. Um, 
knowing what the judges are looking for and making sure that that brisket, as an example, was just just what they're looking for. It's got to you know hold its shape if it's held up vertically, but pull tend you know mm-hmm. pull. They don't want the fatty end. You have to kind of you know they consider that to be cheating and things like that. And and ribs as well. You know ribs are um, there's a small window for when a rib is perfect in the in the barbecue competition world. And they talk about you know being able to take a bite your your bite see, mark see the bite mark yeah but you got to see that that white bone no other meat from the side coming out <laughs> things like that and and finding those right pieces in the six you know some people cook eight ten racks of ribs sure. trying to find those right six pieces but i think it was those kinds of details learning all the little intricacies um through experience and through talking to other people and, and actually doing some judging ourselves oh you did do some judging yeah, nice yeah. um and once we really became the uh, a more organized team and just really how'd you become organized uh a lot you know pulling out excel um, checklists checklists <laughs> we made some mistakes that cost us a lot of a lot of money because you oh, travel travel you know we are our first one we traveled to uh uh morgan hill mm-hmm. um you know and it's no it's no joke when you're loading up all this meat and equipment driving Easy. up there with your diesel truck and things like that yeah, you're putting an investment in that weekend you sure are and and we uh we left a tiny piece of foil in our oh. pork box and so it just you know you're, you're done mm-hmm. you're done yep. You know? yep and um another time we I, I would wear a wristwatch and we just got we were kind of cruising along and all of a sudden looked down at the watch and realized we're we're over a minute past past turn oh, in no. and then there comes kelly mcintosh right to our trailer and we're just i mean you want to cry because you Absolutely. just spent so much time and effort and money into this and just the little things that can go wrong but we you know we definitely got we learned from all those things mm-hmm. for sure um did you guys ever compete in people's choice in any of those contests yeah they were yeah they weren't they were secondary obviously mm-hmm. um we didn't have it was mainly just Brad and I, and when you're done with the that competition, you're a two-man team. Yeah, you're yeah. exhausted, and I can't, we kind of didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes we would though. We would, you know, depending on what, like, like the uh, the charity, if there's a charity sure. attached to it, and things like that. So, like the Orange County one, we would, and things like that. Um, but like, you know, but we also didn't have the equipment where yeah. we were were able to smoke a bunch of extra meat. We yeah. really kind of focused on our competition i think those i mean that's one of the biggest things that derek and i you know talk about with gene is you know it's very difficult when we go around we talk to the teams that compete you know and then the teams that participate in people's choice and don't participate in people's choice you know there's people kind of they feel they feel upset because they don't feel like they can compete as well if they do the people's choice but they love to do the people's choice I mean, if you think about it, a restaurant really is a people's choice. Yeah, no, I you mean, know, it's not a blind judging process. It's everybody's judging all the time. Every yeah. single customer that comes in the door. A lot of people use that as a oh, a means to kind of make up some of the revenue. Sure, you know that because you know so let's just say it's a thousand bucks to do a competition. Oh, yeah, by the time you got your or more, by the time you got your uh, your uh, entry fee and mm-hmm. your meats and the gas and all the equipment and time going into it, um, it helps make up some of that. Sure. So, what type of meat were you, or what brand? We were so like our briskets were Brant, okay, um, Brant Primes. Um, we would mainly do seaboard um, pork, pork, yeah, for both ribs and the uh, and the pork butt and Foster Farms chicken thighs. Did you get any sponsors while you guys were? No, we never kind of really wanted to go that route. You were too focused on getting the restaurant open, and that was our goal. It yeah. wasn't to kind of help getting investors. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so time, much a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah. an investor. At that time, did Foster Farms have their uh, natural, organic line, or were they were you just getting regular Foster? I was. Farms? I would go to. I would go to Costco and buy one of those. Pa- I would look through the different packs and try to find pack one. Of two or- yeah, yeah, they were the the big cryo oh, bag. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, you got thighs. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, when I would do. Um, would do uh like ibca um where you have to do half chickens i would go to a, i had a uh, market in poway that i would go to and i would work i would work with the guy and bring, yes and he would bring me in you know some birds for that right um so was that before or after they sold that was unknown to me i don't yeah. know yeah so what were the challenges going from I mean, you're competing, but you're also trying to get your restaurant open, you know, so you're doing site selection. I mean, why, why did you guys end up choosing Hillcrest as uh, 
as a location for Brazen. We loved the visibility we had right there on Fifth and Washington. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, the amount of and Shout out to you guys. I mean, today was my first time in your place, and it's absolutely beautiful. Loved it. Loved the atmosphere. Everything about it was, was uh, awesome for me. I love the feel. The open outside feel. You know, the bar you got right there, and that you can literally have your smoked meets right there and then feel like you're really you know outside kind of you know in a park setting and that's um that was very super important to us yeah. we spent some time going like down to austin and and doing a little traveling hey, around you see r&d i'm yeah. into it yeah <laughs> for sure i can do that for you sure. want to fly me to austin research and development eat yeah. a little bit yeah have some hey babe i'm just trying to check out the feel of these restaurants <laughs> yeah, i gotta absolutely. see what i like <laughs> so therefore i can go do it well, I went there about, let's see, I went there once with Brad, once with my brother, once with another buddy. So I finally <laughs> took my wife last year so I could tell her, oh, show there her you all go. what Perfect. Austin's good idea. all about. Yeah. It's a good idea well, to get the wife there. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then I, you know, now I'm tour guide over there in Austin. So nice. She, yeah, so. Where, where do you recommend if we go to Austin? Uh, you know what? I love hanging out at Stubbs. Yeah? It's a cool place. I've, I've seen, I each, two of the times I went out there, I saw uh, M83 one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flog and Molly another time. Nice. I, I just love the venue. Right. You know, it's a great outdoor little amphitheater. Um, and they're, and it, I've just had great food each time. And, and they're one of the places where I got to know um, one of the workers there. And so he just spent time showing me, one of the managers, and he spent showing me kind of their operation and how That's it works. Awesome. And it was really great. It was before we opened the restaurant. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate them kind of, you know, going over to their smoker, looking at their kitchen, things like that. And they were very open. And then, um, kind of excited, and I'm, you know, uh, hopefully one day that gentleman gets out to my out our way. No, isn't yeah. that cool? How it's um, life tends to be about relationships, yeah. and when someone loves what they do and they bring you in, and they're excited to show you, it makes you vested in that product. I mean, you want to you want to get excited just just how they are. Yeah, and um, I really, I mean, I think Sean, you, know, you do a great job. I mean. When you're at work, you make sure that you go out and you talk to these people that are eating at your restaurant. I think that's huge and important. You want to come see these pits? Come check them out. We'll show you. Yeah. You know, we're, we're excited about it. This is what we do. This is our livelihood. If, if I'm not excited, if you come to my store and I'm not excited, yeah. I mean. You're in the wrong business. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I can't. It's too many that. hours. It's way too much stress. It's way too. I mean, you know, the fact that all of our wives put up with what we do and how we do it. I got I mean, an angel, man. She's, she's, she's great. I mean, it's the backbone of the family. I mean, you know, you have two young boys. I'm expecting yep. my young boy coming up, and my wife's at home, and I'm here recording a podcast. Right. But- <laughs> no, yeah. for sure. For no, sure. and then, you know, they're going to – how old are yours? Um, my oldest is going to be three, May 20th, and my youngest is one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, talking about the backbone of the family, yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're married to them, but you know you're also married to this business we're yeah. in, and they're the ones, you know, take – getting the kids, taking them to the piano and sports and so much that you want to, you know, you, 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 I try to be as involved as I can. Um, and I do some coaching and things like that, but I, I, you know, my, my kids, it's so important and you know that their life is is well rounded, and she's just, you know huge asset there for. Well, not me. only is she doing that, but she also does the books. Exactly. That correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so she so, does all the accounting. You know, HR like my wife, like she does all. So of she's a real boss. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when she tells me something, I just yes. yeah. Hey, Corey, open up those beans. Sorry, guys, I brought some beans in for Corey, and I know he's been trying to be quiet and open um, the foil. Open them up, then before they get cold. You better eat them before Gene comes and takes them. Yeah, Gene. Yeah, Gene's uh, Gene's been asking about these. Are my beans. Uh, my new? They're kind of like a, a hybrid of my Mexican heritage with uh, my barbecue style. Oh, nice. So it's a kind of a little spicy. Southwestern style um, barbecue bean. Yeah, they're bomb. Gene's like, you know what? They don't. They look like shit, and uh, they don't look very appetizing. Goddamn, I ate. I almost ate the whole whole thing. You know, I. um, I think the best part about Gene is that he will not bullshit you. Oh my god, I absolutely love his transparency. He will not bullshit. No, he he literally says like, Derek, they weren't too appetizing, but like, I'm craving them. That's all I want is some bean. Yeah, but if you have something he loves, he'll be here every single day, and And he'll tell everyone about it. Oh, your pokey, my pokey, and now he's coming for beans and your yetis. Yeah, and my yetis. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So tell us more about when when you got the shop open. You know, because you know, opening a restaurant is such a stressful thing to do because everyone is asking you everyone knows that you're going to open a restaurant right. and w- when's that open date well the open date is it's based on when the health inspection says that we can be open but it's not just the health inspection it's the city it's 500 different things that you have to get done in order to make sure that hey we're open but 
Is our liquor license ready to go? You know, is our staff ready to be trained? Is a POS in? You know, all those different things. You know, what, what were the biggest challenges that you had? Uh, well, you brought them up. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, basically, you know, you, you start construction and you have this timeline. You think, oh, okay. And that timeline just gets thrown out the window because, Gone. like you said, permitting changes. Um, the, the, you know, we've had our deck was super difficult to get, but it was so important to us. We had to fight for it. We had to go to different meetings, you know, community meetings and things like that. Um, I want to say we originally had planned on opening around May, if I'm right. We opened, ended up opening <coughs> in August 2011. Um, but right at the end there was really kind of nuts because we we took on kind of a little too much on the construction side, maybe. Um, and so here we are trying to put all the finishing touches on this restaurant that's getting ready to open. And we're like, holy shit, we still have to... We still have this kitchen to like figure. Yeah, you know, how we have we, a menu. How, we need to we, get a menu, menu out there. Yeah, we need staff training. Yeah, we need we, recipes. Exactly. Like, you know, we had some of that, but it's like, yeah. okay, now how's this how's this line going to operate? You yeah, know, things like that. Now I'll never forget when uh, we're getting towards the end, and I don't know, I'm probably finishing some tile work in the bathroom or something. And I'm telling Brad, you right, were doing it yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I did I did too much. Yeah, you know, it when really did you did. stop working at your other job? When was it all in on this barbecue dream? Um. Probably right at 2010. 2010. Yeah, yeah, right when we started really going in construction and so forth. So uh, no, but yeah, you're you're a Type A personality, so you feel you think you can do everything, <laughs> right? And that, that's what we have to get away from sometimes. It's like no, no, I can do. It. I want to do. It. I need my hand in. The, I I can do it best. I know. I, I know. I can do it and best. And that's the problem. We can do it best. Right. And it's so hard to relinquish some of those tasks yeah. because. They cost money. It, yeah. And they it, cost and money and you have to trust somebody. You have to trust someone. And you have to trust their timeline. Yeah. So they tell you that this is going to happen and then you have to believe the entire process. So you have to believe that they can get the materials. They can get whoever they need to get it done. Right. right. When you know you can get it done. Exactly. You know, but and then it's like, you can't get something else done. And, and that's, I mean, that's continues to this day. Yeah. Luckily, I just, we just got on a new general manager who used to work for us previously, mm -hmm. um, who is awesome. And she's just, she's, she's, you know, an, what's her it, name? Allison, Allison Hill. Awesome. Shout and, out to Allison. Yeah, and she's uh, she's been in the industry all different aspects from a bartender, um, you know, server. She's uh, been a line cook, a kitchen manager, and so having her now here it's like allows me to go home early to my kids sure. and know that she's going to make sure those briskets come off right and, and the all shop's going to get closed properly and yes. things are going to get yeah. put away and yeah and she has a loyalty to us because of our relationship and so that feels really good and getting the right people is hard a lot of times it's i mean we wouldn't be here you know recording this podcast if i didn't have managers that right. were just unbelievable yeah you know they're so invested in you know cali comfort doing the best possible job that we can do and you know, they, they believe in it and, you know, I believe in them just in return because, yeah. you know, it, it's impossible. It's impossible to grow and try to do, you know, amateur barbecue contests and KCBS contests and catering. And I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, th those are the challenges we face every single day is yeah. how, how do I say yes to this catering and then still pull off what I've already have on my calendar? And it's fucking I, hard. I just went through that today. I almost yeah. wanted to tell a regular customer that I can't do it tomorrow because, I've already got this big one, and now I'm going to bog down the kitchen more. But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, let's. Did you say yes? I did. <laughs> you said yes. I, I, it's I said, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm recording. I'm recording a podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that catering yeah. for you. <laughs> um, you know, and the first one is 10:30 in the morning, and she's got it right afterwards. But we're just going to we're going to pull it off. We're all sure. going to get there early, and I got my staff, and we're going to bang it out. And by you know by 11:30, it's going to be like okay. Now let's do lunch. But isn't that kind of what happens, you know, running a restaurant, running a competitive team? I mean, it's either you either have that mentality that no matter what, we're going to pull it off and you might fail. You might yeah. fail a lot of times. But at the end of the day, you're going to come up with something like, I mean, you told us today when we had lunch at your shop about when Gene had uh, the CBJ class. Right. What, what year was that? Um, I'm going to guess that was about 12 or 13. So... Kansas City Barbecue Society, they're having a CBJ um, class, correct? Yeah. And how many people signed up? Um, anywhere from 80 to 100, I don't recall. So our, why, our, our restaurant was full, though. So why, why was it important to host the event? Because these are our peers. These are the people who got us, you know, helped get us there. Yes. Um, and you wanted to give back. Yeah, I did. And, and a lot of these people were, you know, had already either taken it or were just successful teams. But part of it is they wanted to, you know, they, they've been such a big part of us opening that restaurant. 
they finally had an opportunity, you know, to come down from where they are with all the other barbecue peers and, yes. and be in our restaurant and see our neighborhood. I mean, they hung out in Hillcrest all day long, came back, mm -hmm. you know, four in the afternoon, whatever, a little tipsy and, yep. you know, sit down and have a meal. And it was just, it was a great, it was one of those memorable, memorable days for sure. And what happened? So we get, you know, um, we're, we're not. So, so the good, the good memories. Yeah. Well, how did you pull off that? So good again, memory? so again, Brad and I. Oh, we don't need help. We'll take care of all this. We can. We can. Feed. How many employees did you have at that time? <clears throat> you know, I'm probably around twenty, mm -hmm. I would guess, and we just let them. Okay, you guys got the stuff. Other stuff going on in the restaurant. Restaurants closed or restaurants open? Uh, they came in early in the morning before the oh, restaurant before opened. Okay, so we let. But the then you opened the restaurant yep. while they were there. Yep. Nice. Yeah, there was about there was about <laughs> there was about an hour of overlap. Nice. So. Um, but you know we were get we're preparing all these all these getting all the meats ready. Um, you're doing all four meats for these people, and you're basically so all four competition meats. right? Yeah, exactly. Which are which meats? So you've got your chicken, and and most commonly that's thighs for KCBS. Mm -hmm. uh, you got your ribs, um, spare ribs, uh, St. Louis spare ribs. You got your pork, and you have your brisket. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're really doing a KCBS contest. Oh, 100%. You're doing, exactly you're doing turn-ins for judges. Yeah, and you're doing a little bit of people's instead choice. Instead of one box yes. of each meat, you're doing you know numerous boxes yes. of each you're meat. You're doing people's choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, except you got to make it look. Yeah, yeah except it's, it's not yeah. people's yeah. choice. Yeah. Except right. it's for people that are certified. They're going to be judging each box based yeah. off of how they're going to score that. And they've been competing for X number of yes. years and things like that. Uh, you know, so we're right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of this. And uh, I, th I think we had our, our briskets and butts were probably off at that time, and our ribs maybe not. And so it's like, okay, well now let's you know get chicken on, and like we're going through the chicken that we got. It's like holy shit, we don't have nearly <laughs> enough chicken for all this. I'll tell you, I never jumped into my truck and ran to Costco and back. Yes, faster than that. Oh, and yeah. Brad even looked. He's like, whoa, that, right. you, know, you were you're back already. You're like hell like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And old ladies in line. Like, yeah. Excuse me, gotta go. Excuse me, gotta go, gotta go. And, and here, you know, we're up in the kitchen or in our prep area. You know, you got all these hundred people who are just having a great old time. Have they don't no have idea. Exactly. They have no clue what Brad and I are going through in the oh, back yeah. to make this happen for them. Absolutely. Um, but we do it again for sure. You know, that was it was a lot of fun. Like I said, to do that for our peers was was really cool. Yeah, and there was something else. The um, National Barbecue Association they came out here for their annual trade conference. So, was that correct? Yeah, exactly. So, quick story when we. Went to Austin. We also went down to Lockhart. Okay. And you guys know Black's? Oh, you yeah. Awesome. Black's, yeah. Black's Barbecue. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mr. Black, the third generation, uh, we had an opportunity while we were there to meet him. And he, cool. he, he took us and showed us his smokers, these brick smokers that his great-grandfather built wow. uh, back in World War One. Wow. And, you know, just the, when you just you're back in that area where they've got these smokers and thinking about the history you know I mean, this, if you this, think about how many economic upturns and downturns a business has had to go through right. that's persevered i've seen it once in st louis and we went down into a fucking dungeon and it was just the same thing brick all yeah. over the place in these smokers and they were still cooking the ribs on it and i was like oh my god yeah with like big this. metal <laughs> offset weights so you can lift them and things like that yeah. so this was the third generation the grandson that was now well, running. It, yes yes yeah. um and so we spent probably, I don't know, 45 minutes with him. And it was just because he, we happened to see him and tell him we were opening a restaurant in San Diego. So spent a lot of time with him, ended up getting a picture with him in front of, our, in front of his smokers. Cool. So he came to that um, seminar. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. So it was great to have him. Oh, and, very and he, cool. And he, he came in and he remembered us and he, you know, he said, yes, I, was, I, I knew I was going to be here. So it was really cool, and I've got a picture uh, that we have hanging up of us with him in front of really our smoker. Cool. You know, Very it's cool. awesome. And just when there's a lot of history, a well, barbecue you, history with someone like you that. You get us get us a copy of that, and we'll we'll put it up okay. because that yeah stuff like that's really cool. Yeah, I for mean, sure. You know that National Barbecue Association. I mean, they came out here. You know, that was in 2012. Right. And, okay. Uh, there were five barbecue restaurants that were on the tour. Mm -hmm. You know. Brazen, you guys were one of them. Yeah. Um, Gene got Cali Comfort Barbecue on there. Uh, everyone went to Phil's. I believe they went to Abby's, and then they went to Coop's. I so, and right? uh, Kansas City was on there, wasn't it? I don't think they went to Kansas City. No, okay. I don't think Gene would have let them. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, having your peers, having people that run restaurants, right. they run barbecue restaurants, they're competitive teams, they're in catering. I mean, they're in the barbecue business, and having them come out and see your entire business i mean 
for you and for us, it was just such a humbling thing to do. I mean, yeah. we had Mike, Mike Mills was on that bus, ah, yeah, you know, 17th exactly. street barbecue, you know, Mike Mills, Amy Mills, and you know, they have such an incredible business that they've built and to have them come out and be like, Oh, you you know, you guys did an amazing job, you know, thank you for your hospitality. And, you know, for us, San Diego is not known for hospitality, but we take hospitality very seriously. But you have to. It's because you're putting so much pride into it. And what people don't always understand is when, when you're so passionate about something, you exude this energy and you, you just have to keep, you know, it, it's, it's contagious. You do well, you, it. And I you got to find people on your team that are also that passionate. Well, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I've been in doing this store um, for nine years now and, we're just starting, I mean, I'm, God, I should knock on wood. I'm just getting comfortable with the crew that we have that I'm actually, I, these people are, are buying into my vision and they're excited and they know where we're going. And if we don't have them, I mean, that's 60% of my, my business, I feel, is, is getting your employees to buy into what you do. Oh, I can sure. make the best product. I can put out the best carne asadas, the best marinades, good, you know, some of the best barbecue, but I, I can't do it all by myself. Sure. So not having them bite into that, it's um, really taking us to the next level. Well, I mean, even just today, going down to Brazen Barbecue, I mean, right when I, right when we actually turned the corner um, onto Washington, I saw Jacob yeah. behind the bar. And Jacob's the same guy that came last year to Spring Valley Barbecue Festival that was, you know, working his ass off right next to you, you know, hand in hand. Those are the guys that we need. And, and you know, he's one of those ones that, cares he gives a shit yeah he he takes pride in being part of the praising family and 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 i'll tell you what jacob's one of those guys he gets more compliments than any any you know any other sure because because he actually cares he buys in he he wants the customer to be you know entirely satisfied yeah and you know sometimes they're not going to love when they come to our restaurant sometimes they're not going to they're not going to love our barbecue if all we can do is hope that our staff they can recognize that and then they can let us know so that we can try to make it, you know, yeah. we can try to make it better. Well, he know? thought that was super cool that you guys came down. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. And he was even, even oh, at the end was, of his shift, he was like, that was so awesome that they came down. Oh, wow. absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, just like when I come in, you know, I come in or my wife comes in when Derek's not here, you know, we're not really secret shoppers because people know, yeah. you know, they know who we are, but we come in and I can tell his staff, they love what they do. Yeah. You know, and he's found a team and he's found people in different key parts of the store that take pride in what they're doing. You know, and when you have a a business that's 60 years old, it's very hard to maintain, you know, to maintain those shelves, to keep them clean, to keep it stocked. But that's something that's a standard that you have to put out. Right. And that's something that if I'm not doing it, they're not going to do it. So what I always have to do and I have to check myself a lot of times, it's like, did I just go through my, my own procedure? Did I, did I yeah. do my procedure right? Yeah, because yeah. sometimes there are shortcuts. To I'm, get the, through I'm the worst and, of my and, own procedures. <laughs> but it's like, man, so they're in place. I gotta, they have to see me doing it. And they have to, I'll tell you, when I first got done playing football, I uh, came in here, grabbed a, my dad. Uh, take it back a little bit. I went and started doing some uh, insurance stuff. Didn't like it. Talked to my dad. He's like, hey. I want to retire soon. If you want to come in, we can uh, figure out, you know, something to do. I'm like, okay, but I want to be able to implement my own visions. And um, he was he was all all for me doing that. But I came in, grabbed a big ribeye, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to cut some ribeyes. I'm going to put it in the case. He's like, boy, no, you're not. You can go clean that bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, here I go from doing my little stint in the NFL, being bigger than ever, then now I'm cleaning a, a bathroom. What do you but mean? It's, I, had, right, I had to know everything. And it's, it was the hardest thing because me and my dad thought about it. And then I had to you know, make these sauces from scratch and like, do all these things. And I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm, I'm a butcher. I've been muscling out I'm cattle. I'm upper management. <laughs> yeah, I'm upper yeah, management. I've been, I've been muscling out <laughs> cattle. I've been doing deer and, and um, moose and... And all this stuff my whole life, I'm going to cut some meat. He's like, no, you're not. So learning all those steps has helped us grow. Because if I, I now I know, yeah. I know how long it takes to clean that bathroom. So sure. if my employees are slacking. Not only that, you know you know where the mop is. You know what the right. cleaning cleaning is. You know exactly how long it's But we it's have to do to it. And it, ha- and it has to get done. There has and to be a procedure And my it. employees see me in there, I still clean the bathrooms. I still, 
you have to do it. Yeah. You have to do that. You have to be, you have to be the example. So. What, uh, what do you, what do you think as far as running the restaurant, you know, once you got the restaurant open, what, what were the biggest challenges to, I mean, did you, you stopped competing? Is that right? Yeah, we did. Um, well, why, the, your, why biggest, your biggest challenge is from going to this competition and serving competition style. I mean, th- there's growing pains. Yeah. There, there's always these growing pains. I mean, I, you know, I, we were we were running ourselves ragged yeah. for the Burning longest the candle time. on both ends. You know, I mean, both of us were, were dwindling, you know, sure. and we were losing weight because you just don't have time. You know, just you're not sleeping because you're it was hard. It's tough. It it's was, still tough. It, it is. But you're I'm still saying, open. And it, it, it is. I it, mean, we're nine years into it. And, you know, I get I, I go and I look. I'm like, how is this possible? You know, it's supposed yeah. to be easier, but I mean, that's part of because we keep pushing it and we keep yeah, you know, you know, trying to we, expand. We chose this. We chose it because of the challenges. Absolutely. But those first two months, I mean, there was times where you just you just wanted to to, to break down. Yeah. You know, you're you're emotionally you're just spent and you're trying to do so much. And um, it, it was it was it was tough. We were we were, you know, tr- we're, we were still figuring everything out. Like, what, what are we going to do? You know, we still are, but it was just different then. It's like, how are we going to do this? And we, at the end of the day, we made it happen barely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was tough. And it was Brad and I with a bunch of other employees around us that were just trying to follow our lead. And it can take it can take its toll on relationships. I mean, going from doing something that's fun and exciting and doing these competitions. to Now it's our livelihood. Yeah. And now. I'm grumpy because I haven't fucking slept. I've been cooking all night, and you're doing this, and it's like you you you, you don't know what to do. Yeah, you know you're you're like you said, burning uh, the candle at both ends. How how can we make this easier? Then you start to implement procedures, and then you start to get these things where you're like, okay, I can't do it all by myself because now I'm two months into it, right? Where am I going to be in two years? Yeah, I can't fucking do this for two years. So you start to implement all these little programs and and teaching people. You know, you, like you said, you got a few people that you can you teach how to pull the brisket off. I mean, you have those key people that can actually, that, that know exactly what you want and what you want to serve. And I always tell my employees, if you wouldn't eat it, don't put it out there. Yeah. If it's not something you, you would want, don't put it I out there. I say the same thing. Act like it's going to your mom every time. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you brought up something that's really interesting and something that's really kind of gotten us to where we are now is, 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 is getting more procedures, just creating a better system mm-hmm. um, as we've grown up because we were just a couple of guys opening a restaurant. Well, sure, you're just flying at the seat of your pants. Exactly. I mean, you're like, fuck, I need a yeah. menu. Okay, let's get a menu. Yeah. Like, okay, well, do I have a recipe? Now I need a recipe. Like, yeah. You're adding all kinds. Of, you have so many different things. <coughs> There's no time for a procedure, but that's the it, time when you need it the most. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> I totally mean, that's right. why have, so many You have no time fail. to sit down and create this yeah. system, but you know, here we are five and a half years in and you're nine. Year um, nine. I mean, we still make checklists. Yeah, we, we make new checklists right. because guess what? We created a new job code. This right. job code doesn't have a checklist. Now they need a training packet. Like, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I sucked at that. And then learning all of a sudden, hanging out with Sean and, and seeing things. He's great at that. Well, yeah. that was I mean, all. That's, that's, I mean, that's like, all Eric. You yeah. Know, I I leaned on Eric because he, you know, my general manager. He's the one that started really implementing checklists. Uh-huh. And the checklist is something that he's taken, you know, full pride and ownership yeah. over and. Every single week, he prints out that checklist, mm-hmm. and every job code has uh, opening procedures, you know, middle of the shift procedures, closing procedures. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounds so simple. Yeah, but the more checklists that we had, and the more that we held our staff accountable to each procedure that was on that checklist, yeah. the better our restaurant was. Yeah, especially you know, you bring in a new employee. Sure. Now they've got a guide. Yes. To tell, tell and it's them. consistency, right? Exactly. It helps out with your consistency. Yeah, yeah. We, my dad was always like. Well, son, just put it, you know, put a pinch of salt in and I'm like, okay, cool. So that's just kind of how I got taught. And then it was like, now we have a five gallon bucket of this dad. What now what do we do? I don't know. Son, put a handful in it. See how it, well, my hands aren't the same size as your hand yeah, sure. and your hand. So now saying a handful doesn't really work. And then, so getting that measured and then again, procedures. Now my sauce is consistent. Yeah. Every time someone comes in, they know they're getting, they, they're not going to say, Ooh, that was a little, little salty batcher, you know? Derek must have made that with uh, his big old hands and put in, you know, two cups of salt. Um, but it's, yeah, it really helps out with consistency doing those things. And like when I first started, I thought I was just going to do it all myself. So it didn't really matter if everyone knew yeah. how to do it because I was going to do it or I'll just tell them or I'll show them they could do it. Well, guess what? I can't do everything. No. So now being here, it allows me to 
or being having having these procedures allows me to now do different things and, and grow and uh it's been it's been great for us so yeah i kind of got to a point where i realized i was getting stretched so thin that i was starting to to fail yeah at, at the certain oh, jobs sure. that i did do because i couldn't give them the, sure. the total 100% that I need to because I had to now jump over here and everything like that. And I, there was a point, you know, a couple of years in where I realized you, you can't, this isn't how you run this business. You have to, you have to get these people, you have to start delegating. Well, you, know? you, you have to touch it in order to know what it is all about. Yeah. But in order to grow, you have to be able to come up with a procedure yeah. so that it's not based off of, oh, Sean does it this way. Right. Oh, you know, when, Thomas, my brother, when he was our pit master, mm-hmm. it was, oh, well, Tommy does it this way. Well, it can't be Tommy does it. It's the pit is run this way, right. this time, every single time. Yeah. You know, and it might be different on a Saturday. Guess what's a different checklist on a Saturday? Uh-huh. It's a different checklist on a Sunday. Um, otherwise, it's just impossible. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't do it. Yeah. You know, and what, what do you think has been the biggest thing for you, you guys? I know you're all over the place and been able to uh, really expand your catering. Um, I know you have just incredible reviews for you know, the setups that you guys go and do, is that a lot of, do you do full service catering? We do pickups, deliveries and full service. And, okay. um, I think about catering, um, obviously it's, they're good many makers because you can do a caterer. You can feed a hundred people with a lot less resources sure. than in the restaurant per sure. se. It's, guar- um, it's guaranteed business. It's guaranteed business. It's like that's complete it's marketing. Op- it's a complete opposite of vend- just, vending yeah, exactly. or being a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I just fed a hundred people who most likely 80 of them hadn't heard us or tried our food mm-hmm. yet. So, um, catering has been a good, good for us. Um, we're kind of in an area with a lot of medical around that keeps that steady flow, um, there and you start kind of making relationships with different, um, either medical groups or reps and things Is like that. Is there stuff that you do branding wise so that, you know, when you, when people get brazen, they know that it's brazen and yeah, we, well, we have a packet that we leave each mm-hmm. time, uh, labeling the sauces and things like that. And those are kind of the, that was brought up those stickers, yeah. you know, trying to, so everything, every package, no matter what it is, has that brazen logo sure. on it and, you know, something like our website. Yeah. I mean, but, it's crazy. You don't, I mean, you don't realize that small things like that, those little touch points, you yeah. know, just leaving a bottle of barbecue sauce, right. that's, you know, not a squeeze bottle, but a retail bottle. And, you know, the next time we go to Chargers Park, you know, at somebody's office, they have, you know, a Cali Comfort bottle of barbecue sauce yeah. that's on their desk all the time. Uh-huh. You know, that's... Well, it makes them think about it. They that, look at it that, and they think that, about it. Absolutely. That, that's that's huge. We we do it for our to-go containers of like sauce, like guacamole, and we have our lids that are, that are labeled. And it's, well, my dad never, like, well, why, why do you do that? Then we started doing it. He thought it was really cool that this label's there. I'm like, well, I'm not going for cool, Dad. What I'm going for is I want people to go in their fridge when they're getting something to eat, yeah. and then they think about Valley Farm. And they think about this good salsa, and they're like, oh, that was really good. And guess what? Their buddy had it. Where'd you get that? We don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah, it's built yeah. in for you. We, we always make sure there's twice as much sauce as they need, because I'll tell you what, that bottle goes in the fridge with your logo on it, you know, just like you brought up. So where, uh, where can people find you? Or who, who does your social media account? You, are you running that? Um, we have a alternative strategies. Okay, is our PR awesome. firm. Yeah, and uh, you guys got great press. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, we awesome. actually uh, really this cool. this uh, Friday this Friday we got one hundred three point seven going to be nice. doing their radio show nice. at, at Brazen Barbecue. We're going to be Very going. Cool. Uh, any listeners that come in, uh, is that AJ? Yes, sweet. Yeah, um, AJ Hulu. Yeah, I just uh, I realize it's not going to be out by Friday. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's I mean. Radio has been so good to us. Mm-hmm. Radio, all, I mean, we've gone Rock 105.3, yeah. you know, Extra Sports, Mighty 1090. Uh, I mean, we wouldn't be down catering for the San Diego Gulls and selling barbecue at Valley View Casino Center if we didn't treat catering when we went to the radio station the way that we did. Yeah. Because that's who we are. Well, well I saw, remember when we did the uh, 690? Uh, 1090. Yeah. yeah, you guys did a great, I mean, that's setup you did. It's obviously you knew. I, I brought Bill Curtis, my catering yeah. manager. Yeah. And, Shout out you know, to Bill, my boy. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, the guy is just the best. The fucking I mean, workhorse, that guy, man. He'll he'll bring the entire restaurant if he has to. Yeah. You know, if in I'm, his if, truck, strapped down. In his truck, <laughs> perfectly, <laughs> perfectly loaded. Our events, and that fucking guy, I mean, he just gets after it. I, I love Bill. Yeah. So um, that was something you know. Alternative strategies has really been really good to me at, That's at, awesome. at getting that those kind of that kind of exposure. So um, what's the best way for people that want to learn more about Brazen? Is that Instagram or Facebook or? Yep, yeah, Facebook um, or our website. You know, website. brazenbbq.com. And if they, you know, if somebody that's a competitive team, they want to know more about how to 
how to get into a, how, to, how did you do it? Yeah. You, you know? know what? Come into the restaurant, ask for John. And where's the restaurant at? We're at uh, 441 Washington. Um, up in Hillcrest, it's right at the corner of Fifth and Washington, and, okay. and I love sitting down with people and talking barbecue. Beautiful and place. Just sharing my sharing my knowledge. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Beautiful I mean, place, beautiful food. I mean, today I was just so impressed. You know, the brisket was just so great, and um, you guys do an amazing job. Those wings it. were incredible. Oh, I love those smoked wings. Yeah. Smoked wings can't beat them. Oh, those were so yeah. good. So yeah, we uh, we're so excited to do this podcast because. For people like Derek, myself, like you, we, we just don't get time anymore to sit down and slow down. Yeah. You know, we tro- chose a profession that is a labor of love. I mean, the low and slow process, there's nothing. It's so labor intensive and we have to make sure we care about the entire process and everything that happens before and everything that happens after. And, you know, to be able to sit down and, you know, just kind of learn more about you i mean you've stepped up to help you know our charities that we're trying to raise money for uh, come out here to spring valley barbecue festival and you know brought your crew brought jacob out here and you know you sold barbecue to help us support the event yeah um, i heard a rumor you might be in del mar yes that's correct that's what i'm talking about yeah. is and, J- and, and jacob and gonna be jacob will be there for sure he we already knows about it del mar is gonna be one for the record books and, and i'll actually be going to a competition and doing people's choice and not competing yes so. i love wow. that yeah, i love yeah. that august well, 20th no i'm always impressed with what you guys have, have do these events you put on i mean you're you know everything everything that every event i've done with you that you know top notch you, know, you guys definitely thank you know what you're we what appreciate you're doing. that yeah. it's kind of so kind of like the you know the story that you had it was you know nobody knew that there were bad things going on but you know yeah it's been exactly. plenty of failure yeah. and when, me and sean aren't sleeping and we're like <laughs> looking at each other it's like like well time, oh it's three in the morning we got to be back here at four we might as well just stay here and close our eyes or no let's just keep going we set up all the you know no one knows what goes on yeah. in these it takes it takes a lot of persistence when your wife when my wife comes up to me and she's like this woman she's screaming at me in the street you know she she says that she bought all this all this money and she has all these tokens and she wants barbecue and there's no barbecue and then i'm like well we'll have more barbecue next year and then going out on a limb and, you know, calling you and then having you step up and having, you know, Brad from coops come and step up. Yeah. I mean, what we're doing here in San Diego, we're, we're so proud of, you know, there's pit masters here that are doing just incredible things. You know, we're going to have Andy Harris on from uh, grand Ole. Uh, you know, he's finding ways to get another smoker so that he can, you know, not sell out of meat so fast yeah. and, you know, hopefully open up another location and, um, what do you think is in the future for Brazen? Well, we uh, we definitely want to get a second store, mm-hmm. and that's something that we is getting getting more to the front of our minds as far as okay, we wh- what's the process that we need to sure. do to get? And I think you know, as to be a successful restaurant tour, we need to expand. We need to get another location. Yeah, um, Hillcrest has been great to us, but there are some limitations. Um, for, for the area, just you know, parking and things like that, sure. and uh, we we have learned learned a lot and definitely become a you know a a member of this that community. Um, and we want to well, do you it anchored again. in. I yeah, mean, that, if you're going to be a restaurant, I mean, you have to. If you do not embrace your the the community around you, you mm-hmm. can forget about it. And what you've done in Hillcrest is you've embraced everything that Hillcrest stands for. Yeah, I mean, we love that community. And, yeah, you know, I'm a San Diego native, and you knew of Hillcrest, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm a North County guy, so I knew of Hillcrest, and right. I knew of Corvette Diner, and that was really it. But then once Brad and I kind of got into Hillcrest and became a part of that community, it's you know, it's it's kind of like the barbecue world. There's yeah. definitely they embrace you, and there is. There is a lot of love up in that community. Well, you're, you're, you become vested in them; they become vested yeah, in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's with other restaurants too, because as they as the food scene gets better in Hillcrest, your restaurant gets better. Yeah, because more people come out there. Exactly. And you know that's really what barbecue has been about for us. You know, Derek's right down the street for us, but we've never viewed it as competition. We've never viewed you know Brazen right. as competition. We we want to promote the growth of barbecue. Yeah, we're all part of that same community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I appreciate everything that you and Coops and, you know, everyone's doing to put San Diego on the map when it comes well, to a barbecue. At the know. end of the day, we're, you know, we're doing what we love to do. Yeah, so we're, yeah. you know, we're so fortunate, no matter if we don't get any sleep. I mean, we're doing that for a reason because, you know, it, it, it fires us up to get up at, you know, three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on last Sunday, mm-hmm. I, I was, we had, Gulls hockey night on Friday night. We had fight night, Canelo fight night on Saturday. You know, on Sunday, I was 
supposed to be a man, one of the managers on duty, my team stepped up so that I can go and support the San Diego Egg Fest uh-huh. with Brian, who runs Hot Sauces and more, because it was a barbecue event. He's always stepped up for us. How can we give back? That's you know really what we're just trying to do. Awesome. But uh, you can tweet at me, Sean P. Walchef. Tweet at Derek Marso. Marso Derek. Derek. Tweet at uh, John at Brazen BBQ. Correct. Uh, Instagram, uh, Brazen BBQ. Valley Farm Market. Valley Farm Market. And Barbecue War Stories is where we're going to be on social. Let us know. Let us know uh, what, you want, what you want us to talk about. We're not scared of anything. Uh, we've failed plenty of times, but we're, we're still here podcasting till late in the night. Yeah, Corey, we appreciate you're the it, Johnny. Done, I mean, doing an amazing job what you're doing. So Thanks, guys. We appreciate yeah. you for coming in. Really Thank you for uh, coming in, and we uh, we can't wait for for this summer and to see you know what you guys are up to next. Yeah, may, uh, start working on a new menu. There we summer go. Menu. Yeah. <laughs> new, new menu. I love it. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the invite. Absolutely. Yeah.